Hello, Liturgy Guy listeners. This is your host, Jesse Weiler, and we have another great episode for you. I'm hey, here. hey, I'm here too. Oh, your, yeah. Your other host, D-Mac. My other, my better half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, D-Mac, what, what were we doing last week? Last week, we were at SLS, the big Focus Conference Student Leadership Summit, a.k.a. SLS. And was it good or bad? It was so much better than good, I don't even know what word to use. Oh, 8,000 super excited college students, prayer topics, people interested in the liturgy they guys. They had topics? They had topics, yes. Oh my goodness. Liturgy guys was a topic. Were they hot topics? They were hot <laughs> topics. And they came to see us and uh, I gave a talk and people came and that was awesome. I got a, speaking of hot topics, I got a pop socket. From, pop from sockets. Pop socket from the Oblates of the Virgin, Virgin Mary. Mary. Yep. Right. So SLS, totally worth it. Next year, Indianapolis for the big focus conference. Yes. Seek 2019. So uh, for those of you who came and talked to us, thank you so much. And we have a lot of a lot of new listeners this week because they just found out about us. Believe so it or not, you give out a flyer and it works. Yeah. So hello to new listeners, and uh, also I have a confession. Yes, my son. I'm yes. Now leaning over to listen. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, I did not. This for you have sinned. Yes, I I have sinned. I have, I did not. Put Wait, what up. is this week, Jesse? This is the first week of ordinary time. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, yeah. Baptism of the Lord. It mm-hmm. is the end of the Christmas season. So yes. what is our podcast about this week? Advent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? Advent will come again in yeah. 2018. So yeah, full disclosure, this is, we meant to get this podcast out before Christmas, uh, but it did not happen. We had a lot of things going on. It's really just my fault. So I apologize. But this is still a relevant episode, and I think you'll still learn something. So without further ado, episode 20 of The Liturgy Guys. Enjoy. I'm going to talk to you today about the Mass. The liturgy is what enculturates the gospel for us. What are you, some kind of altar boy? And, and it enculturates it into our day-to-day life, our, our day-to-day existence. It's pretty dang exciting, huh? We're called not to some crapshoot called life, but to an adventure in fidelity that beckons us to cast out to the deep. The Liturgical Institute is proud to present The Liturgy Guys. All right, let's go. We, we, we're waiting for you. What do you mean you're waiting for me? I'm waiting for you. It's the most wonderful time of of the year. year. I don't think we have rights for that. I don't know if we can do that. Should we check with our copyright? Kevin, Kevin, do we have rights to that? No? No, we can't do that. We can, like, make our own Christmas song. Kevin, can we make our own Christmas song? (laughs) All right. He said yes. Little baby Jesus swaddled in a manger. Little baby Jesus swaddled in a manger. Holiday season, but we don't send Christmas cards. What do we holiday do cards? Send? We send <laughs> Advent cards. We send Advent cards in the Christmas season. Well, they come out before Christmas, right? Oh, we so send, you send them, them in the Advent season. Well, we, yeah, I just but what people call Christmas cards, we do Advent cards. So we get and because yeah, Christmas doesn't start until the twenty fifth, right? right? So if you want to be Aren't real strict, you, you shouldn't even set up your Christmas tree till 
the 24th, dun, 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 right? Yeah. You probably get a good deal on them, too. So we take quotes out of the uh, Liturgy of the Hours or whatever, or the O Antiphons, all those things are calling about oh, the coming. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 antiphon. Oh, 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 yeah, these are... Um, They're right so. before the P antiphons. <laughs> right after the N antiphons. Yeah, right. Right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is how to live a liturgical life. Don't send Christmas cards. We were thinking about marketing all of those. What do you think? Is that a good product? If you'd be interested in buying Advent cards, please send Jesse an email at... I mean, I mean, I guess we're doing this. It's better than trying to get a family picture in your idiot children don't pay attention they don't smile are you like calling that. my children idiots yeah you just called his <laughs> idiot children i meant somebody else's uh, oh, children right. in the, around children. this table <laughs> dennis you have children i'm not talking about that all right okay so advent yes. chris you want to talk From about the advent to the sublime do little i baby yes. Jesus. i like to look up etymologies i just looked up advent do you know What's where it comes mean? from of course i do tell me it comes from online uh, dictionary <laughs> <laughs> yes it does <laughs> Veni, it comes from veni, veni, yeah. So veni, veni, yeah. So, uh, venti? Is, veni is the imperative, uh, come of uh, venire, yeah. And odd, odd is to to or toward to come, to come. right? To come. It means arrival or, uh, yeah, from to arrive. So, advent means, uh, to arrive. come, to arrive, arrive, yeah. Okay, all right, good. Well, who's arriving? One thing, down. all right, that's good. So, time for a liturgy time question, for a liturgy and then we'll... question. Uh. All right, so uh, when you were talking about the dates of Advent, when does uh, how do we know when? It depends when Advent on starts? Thanksgiving, which depends on the. Count. It has nothing to do oh, with Thanksgiving. Right. Advent is when the Ordo says it starts. It's coming. Yeah, up but how do you soon. know? I mean, the guy or gal who can write the Ordo, I tell you, that person has got it going on. Knows what, what the what the books say. You That's think it's tough. a gal that writes the Ordo? Probably, right? A lot yeah. of people. How well, do you know when Advent is? Well, it's a certain amount of time before Christmas, right? Yeah, I think bigger picture. How do you know when Christmas comes? Because of the shortest day of the year. Mm, sort of. And nine months after the Annunciation. Yes, yeah. So it takes its bearing actually from the Annunciation and from the Resurrection. Those are two, would you would you say in a podcast, two IONs, two shuns? Two shuns, the best shuns. Incar in, incarnation and, and Transfiguration uh, and Annunciation shun. and Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, so really its bearing is the most important day of the year is March 25th. That's the day where the Annunciation is observed. That's the most important day of the year? It is. More important than Easter? Well, Easter is at that same time. Oh, okay. So it's, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after he spring means equinox. So important in terms of the liturgical calendar. Of course, yeah. No. Right. What so, other calendar is there? So no. that is the that that's the first that's the first kind of a marker. So if the if the um, if the Annunciation of Jesus, the the uh, incarnation in the womb of the Blessed Mother, and then his death happened on that day. So nine months later, oh, yeah. so that's where Christmas gets its bearing. Christmas is a secondary thought to the death of Jesus and his Annunciation nine months earlier. So Christmas is on December twenty fifth. All right, and then as you say, you kind of back up until until you get four weeks out of that. But what they uh, yeah, so you, that's the easy way to do it. You got to have four Sundays in there. But what they say is. Um, Advent begins on the Sunday closest to November 30th. Hmm. The Sunday closest to November 30th. Before or after? Before or after. So the earliest Advent could ever be would be Sunday, November 27th. The shortest or the latest the ad Advent could ever begin is Sunday, December 3rd. So doesn't this mean the fourth week is a little 
hard to predict how many days they'll be in it every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, in fact, right, is what's going to happen this year. So Advent begins on Sunday, December 3rd. So that means the first Sunday is on the 3rd. It's three weeks later. You're the 10th. Christmas Eve. The 17th. And the fourth Sunday of Advent is on Sunday. I feel like December I'm getting 24th. gypped out of some yeah. Advent time, you know? So this year is the shortest the Advent can ever be. So on uh, Sunday... December 24th, fourth Sunday of Advent. So you can go to Mass that morning at 10.30 in the morning. And then later that day, you can go to Mass Christmas for Eve. Christmas for Christmas Eve Wait, Mass at what? 4 o'clock. Yeah. So you can, have, you can have an Advent, the fourth week of Advent, that's like less than 12 hours long? Yes. What? Yeah. This year it is. This year it is. Every yeah. seven years, I guess, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know you how don't I feel like about that? that. It bothers me. Yeah, well, what do you propose an alternative? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. You I don't. Christmas maybe I should 26th? talk to the guy. Why don't the they gal? just go the fourth Sunday before, and then they wouldn't? Yeah. Say just huh. the Sunday. Why don't they do that? 30th? So yeah. the the fourth week of Advent would be eight days long. I guess. Dennis, I what? That's a horrible idea. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> stop. <laughs> tell us what what's the answer. No, well, that's just it the could answer. Be the that's fourth how they week Active. Come on. An octave of the fourth week. Yeah, well, last year we got double good. duty, right? Because Christmas was on Sunday. So, see, no, I so, love when that happens. Okay, so when did Christmas then begin that day, or that year rather? It was November twenty seventh. I think we should have looked at this. So that means that uh, last year uh, Advent would have begun on uh, the twenty seventh. So you would have had earliest. a full four weeks. You know, and that fourth week would have been a full seven days, and then. Uh, um, That's what I'm talking about. Which is why sometimes there's a 34th week in ordinary time to make up for that, right? This is true. So beginning on how earlier, how late Advent begins will determine all the weeks in ordinary time that have come before. And if it starts early, then the 34th week gets clipped. And if it's late, then 34th. We just delete a whole week from from ordinary time. Yeah. So ordinary time. Is that ordinary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ordinarily, there's 33 (laughs) or 34 weeks. And it all depends on, it's all determined on how early Advent begins. Yeah, so this year, uh, the shortest Advent possible. So if you want to do some uh, real serious preparation in terms of fasting, you know, know, this would be a good year to start. You've got to up everything by 25% to make it there. That's right. Oh, but the Advent calendars, you know those little Advent calendars? Yeah. Well, you still have four weeks of Advent, right? No matter what. No, you don't. We have four Sundays. Yeah. Might not have four So if you get those little candies in the Advent calendar, you're going to be only three weeks of candies. Would you call Advent like a four by four? You know, like four (laughs) weeks by four? No? Okay. See, that's I am proud of my four by four. Yeah. four Lunch today, pan Dennis, burgers. Dennis had a four slices four of cheese. Four quarter pounder Even patties. Even when I said that, the waitress looked at me with shock and horror and surprise. <laughs> Nobody ever orders that. I said, Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. it was like the 86er in the great outdoors. Or <laughs> I remember that. You got to eat the gristle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Dennis can be asleep by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> no way, man. Episode. Protein is surging through my body. Okay. Hey, so while we're on the Sunday, December 24th, do you, this is a, this question. So do you have to go to Mass twice? Yes. Yeah, you have to go once for the Sunday. And, and well, you can go the next once. day for Christmas. Yeah, but you have to go for each of those occasions. You couldn't just go to like the... For, see, this is a problem. Wait, too, are you talking? Wait, are you talking about if the twenty fourth is on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Which it is Sunday obligation. Oh, so Christmas Eve is on Sunday this year. Yeah. So then, yeah, you got. But you could both. just go the next Maybe day. Do both. Yeah. yeah. But you don't. You don't have to go twice the twenty fourth. Come on. Because you could go the next. Well, day. you could. You could go that morning and then right. that afternoon. Well, because the day ends Sunday. at sundown, right? In the yeah. traditional Jewish I mean, calendar. You're, you're yeah, getting out of like a whole week of Advent anyway. The least you could do is go to one extra. Yeah, mass, but Christmas you know? is going to start. Yeah, I'm okay with that. 
No, it is kind of a dicey question in the parishes because many parishes have a regularly scheduled collection. Sunday. No, oh. <laughs> uh, maybe that is what's driving Bulletin. it. Yeah, last so year they had a Christmas collection and a Sunday collection on the same day. They were out a whole week. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, we remember hearing priests talk about that. Yeah. Mm. No, uh, many parishes have a Sunday evening mass just all the way throughout the year. They've got a five o'clock Sunday evening mass, and so. But that would be Christmas Eve now. Yeah. It? So that's the question. Well. You know, we, we usually have that Mass for the Sunday, but now do we have to, can we do it for the Sunday or should we do it for the Christmas? So it's been a, it's been a peculiar in scheduling What does the, the Dasts and Worship Office say about that in lacrosse? Oh, it's really out of our hands. It's the, what the, the calendar would say is, as, as you indicated, it would have to be for Christmas because the, the day begins at about four o'clock. So that would have to be for that hmm. day. Okay. It's, that's very specifically vague. That you cannot do that because the day. Well, no, no. It's, uh, well the it's feast like begins. Because the something fe- the feast has begun at four but o'clock. Like around then. Okay, exactly four o'clock, Jesse. <laughs> right, you're such a rubricist. I'm sorry. All right, millennial postmoderns. Okay, so that's the that's the one thing. When does Advent begin? The Sunday closest to November thirtieth. All right, that's the first thing. Uh, maybe a second thing is is Advent like Lent? So we talked about uh, since Advent is going to be so short. Is this the type of you know? You My first to... <laughs> answer is that Advent is not like Lent. Did I, I get a bell for that? It's They're not totally as different. penitential, but it is sort of a penitential season in a way, right? It's simplicity, and you're supposed to be waiting and deny yourself certain things. Yeah. Here, here's how the church describes Advent. It has a twofold character. It's a time for preparation for the solemnities of Christmas, where we observe the first coming of God. But likewise, a time when minds and hearts yes. look forward to Christ's second coming at the end of time. For yes. these two reasons, we're calling his first coming and looking ahead to his second coming. Advent, quote, is a period of devout and expectant delight. Mm, I so, hope so. Is that, is that how you would describe Lent? A period of devout and expectant delight? Not really. No, no. So for Lent, the period of Lent is a time to prepare to participate in the Paschal mystery of Jesus. Uh, the purpose of Advent is a little bit different, uh, but as you as you're both kind of getting to it, it's it's there's some similarities there. I mean, if uh, uh, if you're about to meet Christ, okay, either for the for the second time, I mean, you're going to want to get your house in order. However, Doesn't, what's the pink candle for in the in the wreath? It's That's not a rose it's candle. Not pink, and oh, it's rose, rose, yeah. Rose. I think it's a little gaudy. I never remember which ones. That's good. La, this is how I remember Lent Laetare. Oh. Lent Laetare. Lent Laetare. You are a genius. So why yeah. would you need a day off on that Sunday to enjoy Gaudete? Rejoice enjoy. if it's not really a penitential season. Well, it's not really. It, that's the point. It's not really a penitential season. But it's a time of simplicity and waiting. Uh, yeah, and, a preparation and simplicity yeah. and getting ready to meet the Savior. So, you know, if you're going to meet Jesus at a designated time, you'd probably want to do some penance, but you'd look yeah, forward to it. Yeah, because at 4 o'clock, he's leaving. <laughs> the train is out of the station. So it's in some ways similar, similar, but in other ways uh, different. Yeah, when yeah. Paul Revere runs down the road, the British are coming, the British are coming. You put down what you're doing and you go look, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a look at the readings for Lent. And they, they uh, play out here. What, for Lent or Advent? Excuse me, for uh, Advent. Advent. And they reveal these same two things. So readings for the first Sunday of Advent. What are you going to hear? Uh, a longing hear from Isaiah or somebody? Baby Jesus and the... No, oh, not yet. No, not yet. No. At least the gospel is about the second coming of Christ. Uh-oh. Every single year on the first Sunday of Advent is about the second coming of Christ. So we should put a little second coming on top of our Christmas tree instead of just a... Your Christmas ancient. tree wouldn't be up yet, Dennis. Well, our Advent tree. 
your Advent tree. Okay. In the second, and what are you doing for the Lent tree? For the Lent tree. When do you put your Christmas tree up? Um, usually a day or two before Christmas. Really, you're hardcore. Yeah. 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 No, we're just lazy. You don't put all the lights up the day after Thanksgiving like everybody Plus else. The, the, no, by that time when you go to get the the tree, they're all on sale. You know, the, you know, most of the trees have. Been are there any good? There. Are there any good? At don't that you just point? cut one out of your woods enough. there and bring it in? No, you know, not just any evergreen tree works. You know, they lose all the needles. It's, you really got to go to a special type. Okay. But anyway, on the second Sunday of Advent and on the third Sunday of Advent, these are John the Baptist telling people to get ready, make mm. straight the the path, the way of the Lord, and whatnot. But none of the, the sweet baby Jesus and the swaddling clothes and the manger, that shows up so close to Christmas. So one and two and three Sundays of Advent are all about get ready, Jesus is coming, make make yourselves prepared and for when he arrives. And are a lot of the first readings, the first readings in those weeks about uh, Old Testament prophecy about the coming of Christ and the end will be like the beginning and the desert will be made a garden again and every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill made low and that kind of language. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. All that ask. expectation of the Old Testament prophesying the Savior will come, the Savior will come, the Savior will come. Yeah, so a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Isaiah readings, as mm-hmm. you say. Once you get to, you mentioned this before at the beginning, is uh, these O antiphons. Mm-hmm. What's the story with the O antiphons? <clears throat> They're, um, what are the days? They're the nine days before Christmas or eight days before Christmas? I think December 17th or the Beginning 20th. on the 17th, yeah. Fifth. And they're, um, the different, these different names of Christ. Oh, Wisdom, Oh, Rod of Jesse, Jesse, Key of David, like, Ro- Rod, R-O-D. Oh, my goodness, thank you. And, yeah, uh, the Rot of Jesse. And they else. sort of give Jesus this honorific title. Because then I would be a Rottweiler. <laughs> oh. oh. You should name it your kid Rot. That'd no be awesome. Way. No way. Are there any other Weiler words out there? Like, mm. uh. Oh, I don't know. You'd name kid Tyler or Skyler. Tyler, Skyler, Weiler. Anyway, you could do all three. Yeah. Tyler, Skyler, Weiler. Yeah, anyway, what are we talking about here? The second the coming? The first coming. Is Rod the of Jesse. Oh, right. So they're, they give Christ an honorific name, and then they invite him in. They say, oh, oh, so-and-so, key of David, Rod of Jesse, Tyler, whatever, come and save the world. So there's this honorific title and then an invitation. There's the antiphons for... Um, are they for morning prayer, vespers? No, they're the the antiphons for um, the Magnificat for evening prayer, as okay. you say. But they're also the uh, the verse, the Alleluia verse before the gospel, beginning on the seventeenth uh, okay. as well. Yeah, and so when you string all those together, is the the genesis of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Those are really just the the litany of the various uh, O antiphons. It's in Genesis. Not in Genesis. <laughs> I'm so, you're oh, using a lot of biblical terms. I just want to make it make it clear. Okay, so on December seventeenth, seeing you know so. Right, so Christmas is always on the 25th, unlike Easter, right? That has a whole month where it can move around. But East, uh, but Christmas is this fixed date on the 25th. But as we've seen, you know, it can make Advent longer or shorter. And so what the church kind of builds into that, so you don't get, um, so Jesse feels, you know, uh, ripped off that he has oh, a, yeah. this short uh, fourth Sunday. What happens is on the 17th, regardless of how long or short Advent is going to be, the weekdays take on a special tone where they really start to intensify and you have the O antiphons and other readings. Right. It's one of the few books where, things in the liturgical books where it actually says December 17th, December 18th, mm-hmm. December 19th. It doesn't say the Thursday before like a lot of other things. Each one has a actual date. Yeah, so that's its run up to Christmas. So even if you're going to only have uh, that one day of the, the, four, so of the fourth you week, don't on the get, 17th, yeah. you're, going to, you're going to start some heavy lifting for the So even if Advent starts late, yep. you just omit those earlier ones. 
So like if you don't have a December 1st Advent weekday, you just don't use it. You start when it starts. Yeah, well, see, it's uh, how the missile is lined up is Monday, the first week of Advent, Tuesday. It's not tied to a special date. But as Dennis is saying, as soon as December 17th comes, you're going to have to use what's on December 17th, oh, whether it's a okay. Monday or a Wednesday or Friday or Saturday or whatever, because that's its own okay. uh, intense run up. Yeah, good. Right. These okay. are all messianic titles that come from the Old Testament um, typological prefigurement. So one is about David, one is about uh, a wisdom. And so they're, all this preparation with the Old Testament is now getting fulfilled, and it's kind of summing up this desire for the world to see their Savior come. Okay. All right, some other uh, Advent uh, factoids here. So it's a time of devout and expectant delight, right? Jesus isn't here yet. You have to wait. And so, for example, the glory is one of those things that's omitted during uh, celebrations in Advent, except for Immaculate Conception and... Uh, on the eighth and feast days, glory or glories on feast days. I think they are, and Our Lady of Guadalupe. So on December twelfth is a feast day in our country. So the glory would be said then. Uh, the the vestments are violet, except for that Gaudete Sunday. Uh, joy uh, is, is rose color. is supposed to kind of be a peek ahead, an anticipation ahead to uh, the glories of Christ. Uh, the altar isn't supposed to be decorated with flowers or anything like that, right? Because it's a time of. Um, uh, devout and expected delight of kind of um, ratcheting things back a little bit. Yeah. The music, organ isn't uh, used to, um, what does it say? Uh, in the No, it's not supposed to um, be accompaniment except to support the singing and things like that. Um, it's supposed to be dialed back a little bit. And this is just to give us uh, a sense that when Christmas does happen and we do go all out with music and all that stuff, that it seems bigger because it, because compared to everything in preparation for it, it, it is. Yeah. Imagine if you had a big turkey stuffing dinner every day, the seven days before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving like, would yeah, be nothing. Ho-hum, another one. So eat light so that you can have a big Thanksgiving yeah. day. Yeah, about that music, I think uh, what makes it different, I misspoke before, it's during Lent, the organ is only to be used to support the singing. That's not quite the same as Advent. It can be used, but even then, it's supposed to be dialed back a little bit in anticipation of And you know what's something Christ. cool about these oantiphons? I know we just went through those, that there are these messianic titles, and in Latin, they are Emmanuel, Rex, Oriens, Clavis, Radix, Adonai, and Sapientia. So it's king, light, key, root, Lord and wisdom, and that spells out arrow cross, which in Latin means tomorrow I will come. Really? Yeah, tomorrow I will yeah. come. So by the time you've said all those words, it's the day, it's Christmas Eve, and tomorrow he will come. Hmm. How cool is that? It is cool. Yeah. All right, so should we go to Christmas? Just a couple things about Christmas. So it begins yeah. on the 25th. You have four different masses you can use for. Uh, Christmas, there's a vigil mass, there's mass during the night, mass at dawn, and mass during the day. Do you remember what we do differently during the creed during those masses? What's unique about praying the creed at uh, Christmas? One of them, oh, you kneel, kneel at the Carofactimist. Yeah. Yes, and the word, uh, what is it in the creed? Word became flesh. Word became flesh, yeah. And so we usually bow during that point, but at Christmas we kneel. For an extended period, too, with a little silence, right? Yeah, I think, uh, let's see. I thought... Or is that a no? I think we kneel. Easter. There's another time during the year when we kneel. Lent or uh, uh, Good Friday. No, we kneel. Not, when, well, we yeah. do, but f at, during the creed, nine months earlier we knelt at the same point in the creed. Ah, uh, yeah. 
at the Annunciation. Cool. Oh. Yeah, so at the Annunciation, when we get to that part in the Creed, Maybe you we did. Kneel. Maybe I was at the wrong Mass. <laughs> but the thing about these four Masses, you know, you can say Mass four times any old Sunday, but it's pretty much the same reading, same prayers, but on Christmas, there are actually four different sets of readings exactly. and everything. And, Depending um, on what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah. And they, Although they, they should be respected. Some, one of those readings, I can't remember which one, is the, the genealogy of Jesus. That's and, the uh, vigil, I think. Or the eight, Christmas Eve. No, I don't think it is. I Well, it, whichever. Or one of them is uh, the, the prologue of St. John's Gospel, too. And so... People move sometimes, Yeah, sometimes, you know, Father doesn't want to prepare for different homilies or people don't want to hear about the genealogy of Jesus. It's much nicer to hear about, you know, the, the, the narrative I, I of the manger. I think if I remember right, these different ones came about because the Pope would go to different churches on Christmas and he, he there were certain traditions where he would go visit such and such community and he would say Mass during the day and then one in the morning at some place else and one in the evening at St. Peter's. And so these four different Masses hmm. eventually just got brought into the Roman Missal because it was the Pope's book and then eventually became the norm. Hmm. Very good. Okay, so we have four different mass settings. Uh, the Sunday after uh, Christmas is the uh, Feast of the Holy Family each year. What about the Christmas octave, Chris? Oh, yeah, Christmas has a whole octave. What's an octave? Yeah, what is it? An uh, something um, about an eight. Um, it's eight days of celebration. Yeah, so uh, every day during the, the those eight days is... Uh, the, treated like a solemnity it's like christmas can't be it won't fit into a 24 hour or 36 hour period it takes a whole week to get it celebrated right so if in the easter octave for instance you have eight days of the creed the gloria six candles things should be sung high levels of liturgy so it's like it extends out the feast for eight full days the christmas one's not quite as elaborate as easter but it's up there yeah. too, right? there's no creed in the yeah christmas i don't know octave. if there is during the easter octave either actually oh, really? mm, okay. so there are peculiar types of solemnities if i'm wrong yeah, it's it's a big celebration. It ends with uh, January first, solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God, and then it ends with the Epiphany, or rather, it ends with the baptism of the Lord. The Epiphany is on generally January sixth, but we move it in this country to the uh, next Sunday. Of and course, because that's what we do in America. That's what we're we too do. lazy to go to church twice. And week. then the day after that is, uh, or the Sunday after that, usually, unless Epiphany has ended up moved to a Sunday, is the baptism of the Lord. And that's the yeah. Christmas time is such a confusing time in the liturgical calendar. Oh. Remember, so. we had that question about whether this couple was getting married in the Christmas octave and whether they could do the readings from. That's a question the, you and I addressed. Yeah, I for, think, the, for uh, related to a yeah, wedding yeah. or for the Easter, with the Christmas mm-hmm. octave, which mm-hmm. one? What did you say? Christmas octave doesn't... Yeah, ritual masses would be permitted during yeah. the octave. So ritual for marriage could replace a reading yeah. during the, Easter, mm-hmm. the Christmas octave, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't during the Easter octave. Yeah. So sometimes you can get quite uh, precise about these things. Generally speaking, yes, Jesse. Generally yeah. specific. Yeah, and then with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, that is the end of the Christmas season. So anyway, a couple Just highlights. Speaking there. of the end... Uh, the end is near. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. Advent looks ahead to the second coming of Jesus. Of the Jesse. liturgy question. Oh, sorry. So yeah. this would be like Gaudate podcast because we're anticipating. Enjoy Gaudate. Yeah. yeah. I right. really want to bring out the second coming thing. We should all do that somehow. What's that? The second coming, not just the baby in the manger, but the second coming of Christ. I, mean, I don't think most people do that. I think yeah, that'd be, be great to pay more attention yeah, to. Well, yeah, be real attentive to the Sunday that Sunday on December 3rd. And um, yeah, again, Jesse, it doesn't have a... Don't tell me what to do. It doesn't have a, a sweet little Jesus, uh, you know, uh, in your arms type of feel. I mean, it's it's pretty... It's make you sit like up. Jesus. Is this Revelations type oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I just told Dennis today that today would be a really good day for the eschaton. Yeah. Most days are. Yeah. <laughs> If right, you well, trust God, well, which we do. 
Time to answer a question. All right. So why go to the Liturgical Institute? Well, if you want to serve the church and do liturgical studies from the heart of the church, you won't find any place quite like this. This place is faithful to the magisterium, but it's a dynamic orthodoxy, not dry. And at the same time, it not only makes the faith come alive, it also empowers you to help that be the experience for others as well. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Hahn, and I want to warmly recommend the Liturgical Institute for your consideration. Pray about going and studying and sharing the richness of our living tradition. Mail call! Mail call! Oh, Moses, Moses, why do you question me? Why do you care? Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone? Dennis. Jesse? We have a question. What is your question? Well, it's not actually my question. It's not even a question of somebody I even know. But you said that somebody asked you a question at the SLS conference in Chicago last week, and you didn't know the answer, so now you have the answer. Well, sort of. Somebody asked me this question, and then he had to run, and he said he'd come back, and then we never met up again. So his question was, and this is liturgy people, you know, they talk like this. He said he'd been arguing with a friend on solemnities. That mm-hmm. means, you know, solemn feast of the church, the highest rank of feasts. Do you have to sing the proper hymn at Vespers and or morning prayer? So evening prayer, morning prayer. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah, there are hymns during morning prayer and evening prayer. Right. Got it. And regular weekdays have regular hymns, but propers are texts that are specific to specific days. So the entrance antiphon on the feast of John the Baptist will be about him and so on. So when solemnities happen, and it's not just a normal weekday, there are proper texts given, proper prayers, proper readings, proper whatever, right. and often proper hymns. So he said, "Is the question, the question is, are they required to be sung or can you sing something else? Or can you sing nothing at all? Well, the text, of the hymn is not optional at morning prayer or evening prayer, despite the fact that people skip it all the time. It's, oh. It is not well, optional. I guess I learned something. That's mandatory. <laughs> Great. So anyway, I looked it up in the Liturgy of the Hours, general instruction of the Liturgy of the Hours, and it doesn't answer the question. Okay. Believe it or not. But this is what it does say. It says, at evening prayer one and two, the hymn, the antiphons, and the short reading with its responsory and the concluding prayer are proper. Period. That's all it says. So... But then it says, when anything proper is missing, that is, if they don't give it, then it's taken from the common, so the common of the Virgin Mary or the common of apostles or whatever. So the question, is it mandatory, is not answered there. And okay, I conf- where is it answered? It, we don't know. What? <laughs> I have conferred with this people. This is not how this show goes. But I give you one chance I to know, acquire I know. a question and you ruin it. But see, we think like legalist Americans where, show me that in the law where it says I must. Because common sense doesn't count anymore. But this is the basic principle, right? Proper things are given for the day that they're celebrated. Oddly enough, because it's called proper. Right, it's proper to that day. So whenever propers are given, the general rule of thumb is you use them. And in fact, that the fact that it says if propers aren't given, then you use it from the common means you work your way down the next level of properness. So mm-hmm. the com- if it's the dedication, of, if it's Immaculate Conception, there's probably something proper to that. If there isn't, then you go to common to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So even though it doesn't say you must, pretty much the principle is you're a dope if you don't. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait, was the guy who asked the question, or the gal, was he the person in favor of or against the proper? He didn't one? say. He just said he and his buddy were arguing over this. Oh, man. I, hope, the, he, I hope he's not the dope. But the, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said dope. <laughs> but the principle is you do what you're supposed to do 
with the proper things. That's the rule. You do the proper things that are given. If you can't, for instance, for who knows why, then there's probably permission if there's a good reason not to. But just because you don't feel like it is not a reason. Always start with the proper things for that day and then work your way down if you have permission and if there's a really good reason. I think that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. That's right. kind of a must. But yeah. it's less than a legalistic must. It's more like a. it's just the way it should be. It's the way it is. Yeah, you put hats on your head and not on your feet. Is it against the law? No, but it's really dumb if you mm-hmm. don't. You're a dope if you do. If you don't. Yeah, there's you. a difference between... Um, uh, must and should, and I think uh, it's hard to distinguish the two sometimes. Right. At Christmas, readings are proper for that day. Even if Christmas falls on a Wednesday, you don't just read the wa- readings from Wednesday of week whatever. You read the Christmas readings. May you read something else? It's not a legal question. It's just that's what belongs to that You're day. You're dope so if you don't. Got it. You do it. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, Rudiger, was that his name? I don't remember. Sorry, person from SLS. I remember you, but I don't remember your name. All right. Rudiger, thank you for your question. And if you have a question for us, you can email us at questions at liturgyguys.com. Thank you and God bless. And I'm all out of pie crust. Oh, yeah. Send more pie crust. Mm. If Dennis was on a desert island or a dessert island, uh, he would put a message in a bottle and it wouldn't say send help. It would say send, send pie, pie crust. crust. Maybe so. with cherry filling. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. The Liturgy Guys is produced by the Liturgical Institute. If you like what you've heard today, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And be sure to check out liturgicalinstitute.org to discover more about our degree programs, public events, and publications. Refresh your soul and renew the church at what Bishop Robert Barron calls one of the very best places in the country to receive formation in the Catholic liturgical tradition. Now that's a podcast.